It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to start believing, because as Greg Anthony says, a bad team doesn't win six in a row. Not the way the Magic are winning it. Not the way this team is doing it. It's time to start believing. This team sure does. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is December 19th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, it is time to start believing in the Orlando Magic as they pick up their sixth consecutive win, their sixth straight win, defeating the Boston Celtics 95 to 92. We're going to dive into why it's time to believe what makes this game and and the rest of this win streak seem so special and why this team is searching and should be gaining some respect. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering, uh, covering every single team in the NBA just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepix.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Win streaks are great um, because obviously you're picking up a lot of wins and, and that's, that's a good thing. And, and they tell you about what the team is going to do when they're successful and what the team has to do to be successful. Um, We're learning more of, I mean, we've gone through so many years with this Orlando Magic team of struggling and trying to glean every little thing that we can out of wins without having the consistency of winning behind it. You know, you've heard me sit here probably in this chair, say, you know, when they Magic get a win after a five-game losing streak, okay, this tells us something, or this is what this team needs to keep building on and and waiting for that next step. This six-game win streak that the Magic are on right now are those next steps. It doesn't feel like a flash in the pan. It doesn't feel like something fleeting or momentary. Who knows how long the Magic will sustain this, and and they're going to lose a game here somewhere. They're going to lose a game. They're going to deal with adversity. This hot streak, this 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 focus is going to, 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 to thin out, but the way the Magic are winning these games and how similar a lot of these games have been really makes me believe the Magic maybe are turn, haven't turned a corner yet, but that corner that they need to turn feels as defined as it ever has. Because 
Friday or Sunday afternoon, the Magic did something I don't think many of us thought they were capable of. Or one in a way that a lot of us didn't think was, was, was the way that this team would win. Because we've seen this team win throughout the year with hot shooting. Making a bunch of threes against the Golden State Warriors. You know, a, a great shooting game against the Toronto Raptors. We've seen this team win that way. We've seen this team take so many leads that way. But we've rarely seen this team win with their defense. By grinding and struggling and pushing themselves. By giving up a lead. By losing momentum and bringing it back. The most impressive thing about this win streak and the way that it's been built over time is how much more confident the Magic have looked. We talked about that after Friday's game. But now just that pure belief that they're going to win games. And not just the belief, the execution of it. This game on Sunday afternoon went much the same way the win over Toronto, the second win over Toronto went, the win over Atlanta went, the win over Boston on Friday went. Orlando got into the lead, took control of the game, and just seemed to keep their opponent at arm's length. They didn't play perfect. They didn't blow the game open. They didn't race ahead and stay ahead. Orlando was ahead by like six, seven, eight points all game long. Maybe got it out to 10. Maybe got it, maybe shrunk back down to four, but it always felt like they were comfortably ahead. Then they hit the bad quarter. Third quarter, Orlando scores just 18 points. They give up 30. They're not able to get to the line. They're missing shots around the basket. Boston's able to get out in transition. They're able to get some easy baskets. They take the lead. And seemingly by a decent margin after Orlando had an eight-point halftime lead. And Orlando's offense just can't seem to get unstuck. The players that have been huge boosts to this team, and even some of the players they really rely on in the starting lineup, just don't seem to have it. Whatever it is, they just they don't seem to have it. And, and you're going to have nights like that in the NBA. You live with those. You move on from those. But as Lando's defense stayed steady in a game where the Magic might have lost a lead in November and gone down by 12 like they did against the Oklahoma City Thunder, this was a game very much like that game. Except this time, the Magic stayed on the grind. The Magic stuck with what got them the lead, what got them there. And they found themselves able to get back in it. Or never let Boston get too far away until they could get themselves back in it. And then in the end, it was just pure grit that won the game. It was Paolo Bancaro hitting a go-ahead three with about three minutes to play. It was Markel Fultz digging out another critical offensive rebound and finding Franz Wagner for a huge three that made it a four-point game late. It was Markel Fultz making up for a late-game mistake, an inbounds pass that was stolen by stealing the inbounds pass back after a timeout. It was just tremendous defense all game long and attention to detail and a focus that this team hasn't always shown. That a young team has to learn how to do. Well, we are watching this team learn in real time. We're watching this team learn and get it. Orlando was lights out defensively. This was, this was probably the best defensive game Orlando's played. 
their rotations, their ability to close down the paint were just on point. And while Boston still got a healthy amount of open threes, the Magic were scrambling well and using their length to contest those threes. They could they could sink into the paint more because that length is real and allows them to close out and distract a lot quicker and a lot easier when they do sink in too deep. But there's just a just pure determination, a pure, just a, a huge push of effort of a team that is fighting together, fighting for each other, and believing that they can win. Believing that they are going to win, not that they can win, that they are going to win. And now executing and getting the results for that belief. It's it's early to talk playoffs, but Orlando's just two and a half out of the final play-in spot. That's what this long winning streak has done for them. And they just don't, they just refuse to lose right now. Things are going to change. There's, they're they're going to have a losing streak here at some point. They're gonna, this, losing, this winning streak's going to end, and, and the team knows it. They're preparing for it. But if they could bottle up this energy, this effort, this intensity, this attention to detail, if they can bottle all this up, they're going to have a great rest of the season. They're going to turn that proverbial corner. They're going to be a factor here in the Eastern Conference. The first quarter of the season was disastrous. Injuries really put them behind the eight ball. They didn't know what they were doing. But now something has clicked. Now they understand what they're after, what they're trying to do. And they're executing it at an incredibly high level. So like I said, this Magic team believes. This Magic team believes how good they can be. They're playing like it. They're they they're they're playing with a swagger. That's that, that, that's that's the best way to put it. And yes, sometimes they do get punched in the mouth, but they are quick to get back up. It's time for us to believe a little bit too. If you don't already, if you're not already on the bandwagon, it's this looks really good. This looks really promising, and this looks like it is something this magic team can sustain. Next comes the hard part, though. Continuing to build. Continuing to earn that respect. So we can't talk about this game without talking about the extracurriculars off the court because it says just as much about this Magic team. We're going to talk about that a little bit, plus go over the box score coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at Prize Picks. Look, Christmas Day is on the horizon. It's a big, big sports day. You've got the NBA, Christmas weekend. Let's just so go for the weekend. Love when Christmas is on the weekend. You got the NBA, got their usual slate of games on Christmas Day. The NFL going to be taking over the weekend as well, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, the bowl games are still going on in college football. There is a lot to get to. There is a lot going on here in the sports world. And, of course, we love playing our daily fantasy games, but those big daily fantasy pools are just impossible to play. You don't even, you can't you can't even play all these games. you got to either do one NFL, one NBA. You can't combine them all. That's why PrizePix is the daily fantasy game for you. There's no playing against these large groups of Sharks and other players with limited prizes uh, to, to go for in these gigantic pools. 
This is just you versus the numbers. If you believe John Rice Plumley is going to throw for more than 250 yards in the Military Bowl on December 28th, you could say he's going to throw more than 250 yards in the Military Bowl uh, on J- December 28th. If you think Paolo Bancaro is about to drop 25 tonight against the Atlanta Hawks, I don't know what the actual projection is. It's probably like 21, 22 and a half. If you think he's going to score more than that, you could go ahead and predict that too. Best part is you can combine these proje- projections, you can combine these picks into one big pool and you can win up to 25 times your money. You can play any sport you watch, including the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, and plenty more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. All you have to do is pick two to six players, make make your prediction against their projected numbers, and win the money if you're right, of course. Safe and fast withdrawals, they're currently operational in more than 30 states, including Florida and Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. So don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Terra. Terra is the world world's largest car sharing marketplace with Terra. You can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. So browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasional budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event or birthday or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on so you know how it fits your everyday life. Many Terrell hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions and exclusions apply. So forget boring rental cars and find your drive at taro.com. That's taro, T-U-R-O dot We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories around the sports world in less than 20 minutes. Or in 20 minutes or less. It, it could be it could be a little bit more. but Plus, instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of takes of the day, oh boy, I, I you know... I don't always get into these um, kind of extracurricular activities. Um, I, I I work in TV. I get that TV sometimes you have to say something to get a reaction. And, and, and a lot of these people are doing it just to get a reaction. Um, but, you know, Magic fans are a little touchy. Um, we, I, I, I will not deny that. I think we're, we're hungry for attention. We want people to pay attention to us. And, and, and we want people to respect us a little bit more than maybe we're getting. Um, Of course, respect is earned on the court. And this weekend seemed to be a big weekend to earn that respect. Instead, I got to talk about Eddie House. And not just just Ray Alston slapping him upside the head in the 2009 Eastern Conference semifinals. We'll get to that. Um, But after Friday's win over the Orlando Magic on the Boston Celtics TV broadcast, Eddie House said, which I 
think was generally a fair take. I, I, I did not find it as incendiary as some other fans, although I thought it went a little far. Um, he essentially said, look, Magic are a talented team. They're a young team. They got 10 wins. The Celtics should beat them. They are a bad team. The Celtics should beat them. That's, that's for, not verbatim. That, that's, that's a summary of what he said. And to his point, I, I think he is right that the Celtics should look at a team like the Magic or Celtics fans should look at a team like the Magic and say, this is a game that they should win. You know, go. You know, I, I doubt that our friends at Locked On Celtics, hosted by John Corrales, are in hysterics over two losses, but I'm sure they are not happy with losing twice to the Orlando Magic. Um, the Magic are still an 11-win team. They are sitting two and a half games out of the final play-in spot, so they're not like so far gone. They're you know they've only got two fewer wins than the Chicago Bulls and the Toronto Raptors at this point. They're not so far gone that you shouldn't take them somewhat seriously. But Magic are playing well. And and, and, and I, honestly, I just found Eddie House's statement to be one of, you know, several NBA analysts out there who just look at the standings and look at the record and don't actually watch the team. Didn't see that this team is, oh, they're on a five-game winning streak or they're, on a six, they're now on a six-game winning streak. They're doing something right very clearly. Oh, they beat a good Toronto team. They beat the Clippers. They beat they beat some decent teams. And yes, Boston was a step up. And, and Paolo Bancaro said after Friday's game that the coaches even went to the players and said, hey, our four-game win streak is real nice at home, but that's at home. It's time to see what travels. And, and, and that was the big thing that I wanted to see in these games. And, and honestly, that's why I'm, I'm really pushing and willing to say that I believe in what this team is doing. And I've always believed what this team is doing. Like, I, I think I've been pretty clear on that. But now you're believing that there's something real here, that there's something more, that you're seeing it because they took what they did at home, they brought it to the road, they added better defense, they're playing like a veteran team. And I think that's the part that, that's the piece that Eddie House is missing. It's, it's, he's just looking at the record and saying, they're awful because of their record. And, and yes, as Dennis Green, used to, Dennis Green said, you are what your record says you are. And so that's the part that needs to change. But it's also very clear that this statement was incendiary, was meant to be incendiary, was meant to rile up Celtics fans to get them angry, to be viral. And guess what? It was viral. Magic fans caught it. They got angry. The players appeared to have caught it. As Paolo Bancaro told Dane Savage of OrlandoMagic.com, and it was later relayed as well on the Valley Sports Florida broadcast, that, yeah, the video made its way into the Magic's group chat. They knew about it. And very shortly after the Magic beat the Celtics 95-92 on Sunday, Mo Bamba, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Wendell Carter all tweeted a gif of Rafer Alston slapping Eddie House on the back of the head during Game 1 of the 2009 Eastern Conference Semifinals, a series that the Magic won, by the way. Um, I also tweeted that because I thought it was funny and and, and I, I, I like funny things. Um, I, tweeted, I tweeted it saying this, the, the Magic to the Celtics this weekend because, yeah. Um, like I said, it's all good fun. Um, Quentin Richardson probably was the coolest head uh, of them all on the broadcast saying like, yeah, the magic should probably take offense to that, but you know, it's all in good fun. This is, this is, this is what it, what it is. And look, Eddie house online did not take this L he's doing what bad take people do, not admitting, not admitting he's wrong. And, and to some extent, I'll, I'll agree with that and say, yeah, the Celtics probably should have won one of these games. They should not have lost both of these games. And I think 
the Celtics have a couple have have a wake up call and some problems they need to address that 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 they've been struggling with. Um, but at the end of the day, the problem that I have with with what Eddie, what Eddie House has said, and and by the way, Eddie, I'm I'm happy to say this say this to you, say this to you. You're you're a fantastic player back in the day. Know a lot more about basketball than I do. And the Celtics are a much better team than the Magic. But the bottom line is, if you watch the Magic play the Celtics this weekend. You could say the Celtics played poorly. You could say the Celtics have some things they need to work out. The Magic were the better team in both games. And at the end of the day, what matters is what happens on the floor. And this Magic team is seeking respect. This ma- Respect from the officials, respect, respect from the league, respect from the media, respect from everybody. This is a young team trying to make their way, trying to prove themselves in this league. And yes... They have to earn that respect. And ultimately, that respect is going to be earned by their record because Dennis Green is right. You are what your record says you are. Right now, the Magic are 11-20. and 20. It's not a great record. They're in that play, They're in the playoff fund. Let's go ahead and say it. They're in the playoff fund. You know, you could say the play-in is the play-in, but considering where this team was last year and the improvement we expected to see this year, that's exactly what we want to see. Um, so yeah, there are varying degrees, and the Celtics are a championship-level team, and they're not playing like a championship-level team right now. The Magic are playing much better. The Magic are playing playoff-level basketball right now. And the thing that a lot of teams around this league are going to quickly learn is that if you don't treat the Magic like the playoff team that they're playing like right now, or the play- playoff-capable team that they're playing like right now, you're going to get embarrassed. Now the Celtics... Did not get embarrassed this weekend. They played two pretty close games and got beat. Beat by the better team. Beat by the team that made more shots. Beat by the team that defended better. They got beat. And at the very least, that's what someone like Eddie House should be talking about. Should be saying. Should be thinking about. Because that the Magic say it all. The Magic have said it throughout this winning streak. It's not about the other team. It's about us. It's about what we do and what we need to do to win games. And increasingly, throughout the six-game win streak, it hasn't been perfect. There's still a lot that needs to improve. Three-point defense has been good, but I think some three-point luck's been thrown in there. That need, The Magic need to get a little bit better with the three-point defense, with their rebounding, with their, especially with their turnovers, with their, offen- with their offensive shot selection and ball movement. This, this Magic team has not been perfect during the six-game win streak. But... The Magic are beating a lot of teams right now. A lot of good teams. A lot of teams that people would say were decent. And they worked the Celtics all weekend long. And that, at the end of the day, what happens on the court is what matters. And the Magic certainly earned Boston's respect this weekend. And slowly but surely, they're going to earn respect around the league if they continue to play this way. We're going to go through the final box score real fast, go into the details of this 95-92 win over the Boston Celtics. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But there's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Maybe you've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix, so this will change your world. ExpressVPN allows you to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do. Just sign into Netflix, fire up the ExpressVPN app, 
change your location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and you have access to Netflix's UK library. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries, so just imagine all the libraries you could go through plus so much more. It's not just Netflix that is, that is affected with ExpressVPN. It works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. The world is literally your oyster. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason to use ExpressVPN is to watch shows to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag. You can stream in HD, no problem. ExpressVPN also works on all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on the big screen or on the go. So, if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on, expressvpn.com slash locked on to learn more. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, you've been waiting for it. Let's dive into the box scores. The London Magic defeat the Boston Celtics 95-92. to um, Look, again, one thing that, that always impressed me about the Orlando Magic's 2009 team, and, and I don't mean to compare this to the 2009 or the 2010 team, um, was their ability to win games when they didn't have their best stuff. The Magic could play a C game and still win a lot of games. That, tell, that tells you how good that team was. The Magic didn't play a C game here. They played a pretty pretty good game, but they made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of errors, um, put themselves in a pretty big hole, couldn't shoot the ball particularly well, and, and really leaned on their defense. And they played really strong defense all game long to get this win. This was an impressive showing from the Orlando Magic. And, and, and again, that's why I'm really buying in because the Magic weren't good offensively. They, they did a lot of things. They didn't do a lot of things that they usually do to win, and they still found a way to scratch this one out. Um, all the concerns about close games earlier in the season, I think they're still there. I think this team's late game execution is still, still kind of poor, but they're willing to fight and scrap a lot more. And, and in the NBA, you got to be able to win some ugly games. You got to be able to make games dirty and ugly to give yourself a chance. And that's what Orlando did throughout this game. Orlando shoots just 38.4% from the floor. They do shoot 12 for 29 from beyond the arc. That was a big boost. Boston was 12 for 47. Missed a lot of three-pointers. Actually took more three-pointers than they did two-pointers. Orlando only gets the line 19 times or 17 of 19 from the foul line. That's usually a big boost for Orlando. But because Orlando is able to stay even with three-point shots and shoot efficiently from beyond the arc, and they're able to make enough shots and keep and keep Boston down defensively with just 34.8% shooting for the Celtics. That's this weird formula that the Magic had to win. This is not a game the Magic typically win. 
they play this poorly on offense, it usually doesn't matter how good their defense is. Um, that's just kind of been this young team's MO. So the real impressive thing, the real credit that we have to give this Magic team is they stayed with it defensively. You see a lot of teams let go of the rope when they're not when they're not able to score. Like scoring is what determines their energy. The Magic's defensive energy, minus maybe a small stretch in the third quarter when they gave up the lead uh, and, and had a lot of turnovers. I think they had seven of their 13 turnovers in the third quarter. Yeah, seven of 13 turnovers in the third quarter. Boston only scored four points off those seven turnovers, both of them uh, on fast breaks directly off of those turnovers. But still, uh, Orlando... Orlando did a really good job just staying in the game plan. And, and, and that's been such a big key throughout this throughout this uh, winning streak. Right now, the Magic are playing really solid drop coverage. They're really good at with their help defense. The low man is early. They've Their defense is why this winning streak's happening. And, and the more the Magic stay locked in defensively, this is a defense-first team. We're finally seeing that play out. Uh, and that's really powering these wins. So let's start. Paolo Bancaro, 31 points, 9 for 21 shooting, 6 for 7 from beyond the arc, 7 for 9 from the foul line, 6 rebounds, uh, 4 turnovers at the end of the day. Um, Paolo dominated the early part of this game. 11 points in the first quarter, ended with 22 at halftime. So again, slowed down in the in the third quarter. Um, I think that Boston did a much better job bringing double teams to him. He is seeing a lot of bodies. I know I've mentioned this a lot, but... Watch Paolo Bancaro in a lot of these games anytime he touches the ball below the free throw line. Um, he is usually facing double teams already. Um, that's, again, we talk about respect. That's respect. That's defenses knowing how vital he is and how dangerous he is and committing a lot of attention to him. And it's on Paolo to learn how to play out of those double teams, how to avoid those double teams, how to make quick decisions so that they can't load up on him and bring double teams. But he's going to get there. Um, and he's still able to contribute. This was a really good Paolo Bancaro game because he kept Orlando in this one throughout the first half. When no one else was scoring, when no one else was going, Paolo was going. Paolo was the guy making that push, making those points, making those scores. Um, Just super, I mean, again, he's a rookie. This is the worst he's going to be. He's going to figure all this stuff out. It's just super, 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 super impressive what he's doing. And he hit some really big shots in this game. Um, not just to keep the magic afloat in the first half. He hit the go-ahead three-pointer in the fourth quarter about three minutes to go. He had the ball in his hands uh, for a big possession with the magic up by one to extend it to three. Um, he missed, but Marco Fultz came flying in for a rebound, found Franz Wagner at the top of the key for uh, a three-pointer. So just, again, just super, super impressive game from Paolo Bancaro. Like the rest of the team, struggled a little bit finishing around the basket. Uh, in the second half, kind of forced some shots and get the ball moving. So again, it's it's just understanding, don't go too deep, make that play when the defense is reacting, but he could finish over contact, so there's really not a bad shot out there for him. Just, Paolo's a really impressive player. That's, that's, that's really what needs to be said. Before we get into Franz Wagner, special shout out to Admiral Schofield. 13 points, 5 for 17, 3 for 5 from beyond the arc. A lot of that coming in the fourth quarter, his fourth quarter stat line. We'll pull that up. 11 points, 4 for 5, shooting 3 for 4. Like I said, Boston retook that lead in the third, in the, to end the third quarter. The Magic were, again, just struggling to find offense. They only scored 18 in the third. They were struggling to find a spark. Admiral Schofield hit some big shots to just give this team some energy and some juice. 
I think both Admiral Schofield and Kevon Harris. Kevon Harris played 18 and a half minutes, did not score 0 for 1 uh, from the floor, two rebounds, but plus 12, plus minus. Those two guys have been grinders. They've done everything this team's asked for, asked for from them. They have played more than they probably should, than their talent should probably allow. Um, but they're guys that I think Jamal Mosley really trusts, especially defensively. And and that's why they're out there. That's why they're playing. Um, Kevon Harris got the closing uh, closing minutes on Jalen Brown. They really trust him defensively. And honestly, if the Magic had an open roster spot to give him next year, I think they I think they'd convert him to a full time contract because they really trust and love his defense. He pro- provides such great energy. Um, again, shot selection's the only thing that's kind of questionable, but he plays such strong defense. Um, you know, for the minutes that he's out there, just expends that energy really well. Uh, it, it's it's just impressive. And again, Admiral Schofield. Big shots all night long. Improving that three-point shot's the big thing for him. He, he he played really well. And again, just the, the scoring's great. Okay, let's get to Franz Wagner. 12 points, 5 for 15 shooting, 1 for 5 from deep. 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Just, Franz couldn't get going. Um, plain and simple. Um, you know, I think he's starting to come back to earth a little bit with his finishing around the rim. Just, he got to the basket. Um, you know, I'd like to see him get that stop and pop game. He had a little bit of that earlier in the season. Magic got to get him, got to make sure they get him easy shots and make sure that he's not having to work overtime to get to the basket and, and to get shots. Um, you know, there, there's a, the high-low possession in the in the game Friday against Boston uh, when Paolo found Franz on a cut. More of that. More Franz cutting. More Franz able to get to the basket without having to expend energy. Defense is already keying in on him a little bit. He, you know, he's going to have to figure some of that out, but... It just feels like Franz is taking a lot of contested layups, and he can make certainly make those. Um, but he's starting to come back down to earth. So I, I think one thing the Magic do need to adjust offensively: find a way to get Franz the ball in easy scoring locations, uh, in, in in his spots so that he can set up that mid-range game that we saw earlier, earlier, earlier in the season that he's kind of gone away from because he's just able to get the basket whenever he wants. Um, Bull Bull also a really nice game: eleven points, five for nine shooting, eight rebounds. Really the only other player that had things going in the first half. He had nine of those 11, I believe, in the first half. Um, just able to work around the basket. You know, got a couple got a, got a couple offensive rebounds to get some putbacks. Um, the reason Bull Bull isn't playing, he's played only 20 minutes in this game. I think there's just a lack of trust in him a little bit defensively, um, especially guarding perimeter players. Uh, so I think, I, they, I don't know exactly the reason why they're scaling Bull Bull's minutes down, but if they feel like he doesn't have it... Um, they're going to kind of sit him down a little bit, or they're going to limit his minutes and go go in a more traditional direction. And I think that's fine. I think I think that's probably the way they should approach things. You know, Bull Bull is kind of a roll of the dice uh, anyway. And if he's working, he's working really well. If he's not working, he can be a bit of a bit of a drain. Guy's just still not passing. He's passing a little bit more, but just still not passing. He's always looking to score. He'll have a stretch where he does ridiculous things, but uh, overall, you know, you need to keep that ball moving. And I think the Magic recognize that. But then again. Maybe the Magic could have used him a little bit more in the third quarter. Um, I think his only points were a lot from Terrence Ross. He can be active around the basket. Just, you know, something something to consider. Mo Wagner had 11 points. Less of an impact in this game. Got to the foul line. Only six rebounds for him. Marco Fultz, eight points. Five rebounds, five assists, two turnovers, three steals. Just really active everywhere but scoring. Just couldn't get the ball in the basket. But did a great job pestering defensively. Getting some steals. You know, being in the right spots. You know, again, he had the huge offensive rebound in Friday's game. Add another huge offensive rebound in this game. Just just first to the ball all the time. And, and that's the energy you want to see. Again, Orlando shoots just 33 for 86, 38.4% from floor. 
They are out-rebounding this game 54-46. to Boston gets 11, 11 offensive rebounds. That leads to 12 second chance points. So Orlando's defense, again, very, very stout. Boston really made the difference here. 20-9 in fast break points, 7-10 for 10 in transition. 34-32 in the paint. Again, these are not formulas for the Magic to win. The Magic do not win games when they lose the battle in the paint, when they lose the battle at the foul line. Boston had 21 free throws, 18 makes. They lose offensive rebounds. Turnovers helped. 17 turnovers for 13 points from Boston. 13 for 8 from Orlando. But this is this. the Magic don't win games when they shoot less than 40%. They don't win games when they lose the paint. They don't lose games when they, don't win games when they lose the free throw battle. Orlando ground ground this game out. And, and honestly, again, that's what's so impressive. That's what really impresses me about this game. The Magic just found their groove and just grounded this one out over and over and over again. And, you know, you don't want to rely on winning games like this, but you got to be able to uh, in key moments. And, and, and Orlando did a great job of that in this one. The Orlando Magic's win streak extends to six games with a 95-92 victory. They're back in action Monday night against the Atlanta Hawks. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places all our podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Magic your first listen today. So now... Go make Locked On Sports Today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this week, Phil Bros. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.